I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Despite what their moms told them, they just aren't talented enough for radio. Unfortunately, anyone can have a show these days. Sean. Well, I'm pretty hard to figure out sometimes. I can't figure myself out sometimes, so don't you try to. Joe. You're an idiot. And really, I'm a disloyal person. This, this is the Cuse Militia. Those two unapologetically biased, orange-blooded homers, Sean and Joe. It's the most bullshit thing I've seen in 30 years. Welcome, orange men and ladies. Happy Tuesday. This is the Cuse Militia with Sean and Joe at Cuse Militia on the socials. Go there. Join the militia. Welcome back. It is, it is good to be back. It's glad to have you back. Also... I definitely forgot. Yes, I definitely forgot beer outside again. Now that Joe's cracking one open, and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, I don't think I have any in here." Yeah, well, that's so. why I was mad at you for messing up the first intro because I was thirsty and oh. I had to do it all over again. Oh, so you ratted on me? Okay, that's cool. I'll remember. Oh that. my bad. Sorry, <laughs> I forgot we were live. I'll remember all that. Got a lot to get into today. As you know, uh, some breaking news with the women's basketball program happened this uh-huh. afternoon. And, you know, it's a good there. it's a good thing we didn't do the show on Sunday like we were supposed to. Sometimes it works out when Joe is – I don't know what he was doing. I didn't ask. I didn't care because it's fine. It's okay. You know, yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> there's, there's nothing pressing right now other than a couple DMs and, and, and emails wondering when we're going to go next. But um, – you know, we're here. It's roughly over two weeks. That's not a big deal. And I want to get into everything. But of course, first, if you have not been to the Locker Room app, which is now the Green Room, it's owned by Spotify now. And I just want to say they have they have made some changes, some changes for the better over there. It's called the Green Room, our Green Room. I'm sorry. Go there and you can follow us. It is Sean Space Cuse Militia. That's how you find us there. And all you've got to do is have an email address, set up a password, and parts of this show are going to go live. Of course, when we do fan feedback, those are going to be live as well. And we're going to get as much of that going as possible. And maybe even do some live buy, seller holds, or whatever. The sky's the limit. We don't need it. We don't need the phone number anymore. That's what's brilliant about this because it's all on an app. The app's free, and you don't have to just listen to us. You can start your own thing. You can do your own thing there. You can do anything. It's topics galore there. All kinds of categories. Do whatever the hell you want. You can become a star like Joe. Become a star like Joe. Go to the green room. Huh. Go to the green go to go to the iOS store. Download the green room app. Or or what what I say? 
iOS, Android. You guys get the point. You know what I'm saying. So, anyways, okay. All right. Let's. I was confused. That, Joe, really? That's not that's not saying much. Didn't we go? No. <laughs> so, no. okay. All right. Let's start here. Kayla Trainer. This is good news, okay? She's a player lacrosse, women's lacrosse player from 13 to 16. Uh, she's a four-time All-American. Obviously, she was part of the Boston College team that recently beat Syracuse for the 2021 national title. She had made two previous appearances to the national title game before that and failed, but she was named the new head coach of the women's lacrosse team post Gary Gates departure from there, heading to the men's team. That's excellent. I think that was the most obvious pick. If, if I was to be a woman's lacrosse analyst, that would be yeah. where you'd go, right? Yeah. She was assistant head yeah. coach and over then, there in Boston college. Yeah. Assistant, assistant head coach, offensive coordinator. She did both of those roles. Um, so obviously kind of up there on the totem pole and after they come in and they beat us right in the national championship. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, it was, a uh, pretty much a no brainer, obviously being an alum and I think getting so. to the point where she was probably ready to get her first head coaching gig and Gary gate being, um, you know, that coach that got this team back, you know, into national uh, relevance. I think he's left it in a pretty good place. And on top of that, he's still obviously involved with the Syracuse Athletics um, program. Uh, he, he's so, left it and he coached her and he left it in a great place. I mean, obviously, but the Syracuse coaching bench is it runs deep, man, everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. And there was and there was some letters out there for to, there was people that even that wanted her to be the head coach. They, they brought it to um, um John Wildhack's attention, and I think obviously it was just it was a no brainer. So, um, it's good for them. Keep it going. Yeah, absolutely. Going from so, national championship teams and being the head coach of the team you just beat. <laughs> yeah, and hey, redemption. Right? Not a bad I mean, gig. I mean, what what kind of story would it be if she went ahead and brought these girls to a national champion? Even if she just makes a Final Four next year, now, I'm not setting expectations. I'm just saying it would be a great story. Because obviously she's a good coach and she's got the credentials and they didn't hire her just because she's a former lacrosse player or whatever. A name. So, exactly. Uh, Jeremy Grant, uh, former SU forward, he will represent the United States in the Tokyo Olympics. And, um, I mean, what can you say, Jeremy Grant? I mean, this guy uh, had lit it up this year. I think he was was averaging like 22 points a game or something this year. I, I mean, as you guys know, those who listen regularly. I don't watch the NBA. I have no desire to watch the NBA. Dude, he, yeah. But he was lighting no. it up. Yeah. I, I read the stories coming up into you know the postseason stuff this year, and I, I keep track of the SU players in the NBA for the most part. So, um, yeah, congrats to him. That's points, awesome. Almost five rebounds, right? Three yeah. assists. And used to be the um, other way around, right, Joe? He used to be more of a rebounder than a than a shooter. Yeah, I mean, he got signed by uh, by Detroit, and Detroit wasn't a great team this year. So, I mean, he was like their main guy. Um, I don't know. I forget if he made the the All Star game or if he got snubbed or if he ended up getting in there because of an injury or something. But uh, obviously, um, regardless of that fact, being able to and I know a lot of players have kind of said no to the to the Olympics, but um, yeah, I mean, just to be able to be mentioned and be an option you know and then get asked it's just great you know so um i think it's, it's kind of one of those things where i think he's passed he's passed the torch of 
I think the best Syracuse player in the league. Isn't that right? Yeah, I mean, right now. Yeah, I mean, I mean, all time. Obviously, it's mellow, but yeah. I'd say right now, is, is, he's only the second SU player to be on a Olympic team, too. Is that right? I mean, it was Carmelo and him. I believe there were some older back was in there? the day when okay, the right. Olympics took college players. You know fair I mean? enough. But yes, yeah. I think okay. this is the second uh, player to. And obviously, that's again doesn't count for the Syracuse players that play for other countries as well. I don't know exactly, um, you know, how many play for other countries either. So there's that. Right. As uh, far as USA, yeah, he's definitely the second. Right. And in, in in modern, you know, yes, modern times as well. So as far as I've been watching or paying attention, right? So uh, Dior Johnson, this isn't like huge Syracuse news other than this dude just (laughs) decommits and commits to everything that comes across his path. So we're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need indeed. The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. J.J. has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives, there's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard, BMW, the ultimate driving machine. He's he's uh, he's made a verbal commitment to Oregon, and obviously I mentioned this mainly because Quincy's there, and so yeah. it seems like a, it seemed like a weird situation. I don't trust anything Dior Johnson says or puts out there, especially on Twitter or anything like that. He likes to he likes to stir the pot. He likes to he likes to razz people and get things going. There was a report too that he was offered one point two million to play in the NBL in Australia. So before heading to before heading to the NBA. So if there's money on the table, I mean, I, if it's me, I don't blame the dude. If it's me, that's where I'm going. I'm, I'm going to take the money. I, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. You know, 1.2 mil before you know I can get into the NBA. I'll take it. But you know, the saga of some Dior people, Johnson continues. Yeah. Well, some people love that, or they dream about that. That NCAA. You know, you grow up playing NCAA basketball, playing in March Madness, and then you actually get a chance to go do it. You know, I think right now he's the number 15. Uh, player in, he, in the draft, knowing even, that he's most likely going to go pro after one year. Like some people, some players are they, they the allure of that is is what draws them to the to the um, the college. But obviously, there's other things that are happening, and um, obviously, the options for money for these players coming out of high school 
other than obviously going to the NBA because that's not an option right now, um, they're they're obviously getting more bigger and obviously more uh, pricey too. I mean, like you said, one point two. I'm going. Yeah. You know, I mean, Darius, Darius Baisley, he left and <clears throat> he basically he I mean he got one million dollars for uh, basically a, a shoe company, shoe yeah. or apparel company, kind of just taking a, a shot on him. You know. Right. So uh, these players are getting significant amount of money just coming out in. In Darius Baisley's um, situation, not even playing. So right, and you know that's going to lead us into the name, image, and likeness talk. But as far as Johnson goes, had trouble. He has trouble even committing before college. And plus, and you mentioned you mentioned <laughs> can't even pick a high school for crying out loud. Yeah, and did Quincy even say whether or not he's withdrawn his name or not? Oh no, I have no idea. I don't know. No, it sounds I, to me like I, Oregon's, I Oregon's playing a little Russian roulette right now. Is what it sounds like to me. Yeah. Hey, man, throw all, throw it all on the table, all in. I mean, they they get both of them. They'll probably be a pretty good team because I know they got talent up there already. So. Oh yeah, they'll be excellent. They made what the Elite Eight this past season. I mean, I don't know that team so. well, but you know, no. this is the Sweet Sixteen they've or been, the Elite Eight. They've been good recently. Right. Exactly. Been a better team than us recently. Exactly. Well, yeah, I don't know. <clears throat> we we turn it on at the right time. They did beat us a couple years ago in some tournament, though, did yeah. they not? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Anyways, moving on. Um, name, image, and likeness stuff, Joe. And we have done mm. – we've talked a lot about this. So it was a Supreme Court, uh, court decision that came down 9-0 against the NCAA uh, in the Alston case, which I'm not – I'm going to be honest. I'm not super familiar with. I do remember hearing about it, but – Basically, what this does is allow colleges to pay students not monetarily with money, but to give them benefits, things like uh, laptops and post uh, paid postgraduate internships and things like that. Um, according to Forbes, there's some other things, too, that they can do in there. And basically what this does is it kind of opens the door for name image and likeness okay it's kind of it was kind of a broad ruling in my opinion it just opens the door for more litigation and to be able to kind Pretty of much. move forward with this stuff right so there's really nothing like yeah to report from that but uh i did see something that was um oh well the ncaa president mark emmert he sent a letter to uh the membership urging rules to be passed relating to name image and likeness before july 1st which is quickly approaching um, before some of these states, this this is before the state laws go into effect, right? I think there's like maybe Florida, Alabama. There's a couple states that are going to permit this name, image, and likeness stuff, mm -hmm. and he just wants to get his ducks in a row. My my um, critique of that would be, Mister Emmert, Emmert, whatever the hell your name is, you should have done this a year ago. Get your ducks in a row. Mm -hmm. Like you should have, you should have known that this was going to happen. You should already have a plan. And maybe it does. And that's fine. But we have yet to see it. July 1st, quickly approaching. So we'll see what happens there, Joe. But I saw something that Donna DeTota from uh, Syracuse.com put out. And she just kind of broke it down really, really good as far as the name, image, and likeness stuff and how it can be started. And building a brand. It's like the social media stuff. I think they said it's like... 80 cents per follower is how they're going to gauge how much you're worth as far as people looking at you through social media. So you're going to push things on social media or whatever, and 80 cents per follower is the going rate, apparently. Like Joe Girard has 
I mean, he's whatever he has, I don't know, but it equals like forty-seven thousand dollars a year. I forget what he's got on Instagram, but that's that's kind of how they're gonna they're gonna pay, um, or or deem paying, I should say, right? Kind of a a model, let's say, okay. um, and then selling yourself, um, you know, basically how you're going to promote yourself. Are you going to hire people to set stuff up for you? Or are you going to do booster stuff? Or are you going to do, I mean, are you going to have a, I mean, is this going to be a part-time job where you've got, you know, a, um, you know, a group of people that work for you that set things up for you and all this stuff in between doing whatever you're doing on campus. And then, uh, how will colleges deal with it? Basically the licensing, the logo use. In other words, if buddy Bayheim sells a Jersey, are these, is he going to have to kick back something for a Syracuse logo on it? Is it just going to say Bayheim with his number? You know, there's all kinds of things. There's so many things that are going to go into this. And, Part of me thinks, well, I think this is long overdue, and we've talked about it, and I stand by that, and I think there should be something there. But there is also a can of worms. This is going to have some negative repercussions somewhere. And and I can't quite point them out right now, but one of the the big ones that I think about is, is, you know, if this becomes a part-time job for these kids, which is great, but where are their heads really at? You know, I'm not, mm-hmm. uh, and, and that's why I always said the name, image, and likeness stuff comes from selling your name, image, and likeness to EA Sports is always right. an easy one. There's no work to that, right? Um, yeah. Things like the autographs and, and selling those on eBay and doing doing that type of stuff, the easy stuff. So, but this is mm-hmm. going to be a business. This is going to turn into a business for these kids at some point. It's just how right. long, right? Right. Yeah. Well, and that's. Uh, some of the stuff that I don't like when you look at it is obviously like I don't. He obviously had to get his ducks in a row because um, had any to states that are gonna, if the states that are gonna allow that, then those states are just gonna monopolize college sports. I mean, there's so many great players that come from those states anyway. Then you have those states pass those rule those those rules. Then obviously, um, players are gonna want to stay in state. So it's gonna kind of you know change. You know, there's going to be monopolies. There's going to be state monopolies in college football, basketball. People are going to all players are going to want to go there because they can make money. Now, when it comes to making the money, I think that that's where you have to obviously be very, very careful because you still have to look at the fact that the more the better players are going to have advantages, and that's okay. But how many advantages are we going to allow them to accept? You know what I mean? Like, are they going to be able to take money from um, businesses for no reason or um, agents for no reason. You know what I mean? Because if you, it takes money to make money, right? Yeah. You could have some players that have parents' money. Hey, mom, let me get $30 so I can get people to pro- or 30 grand so I can promote myself this and is then gonna, make a whole bunch of money, right? Right. And it's going to tank, like, it's going to tank schools. It's going to tank smaller schools. It's going to be right. a huge problem. Yep. Right. And that's the problem. And then you get some of these kids that they don't have the, money at home from their parents to be able to buy promoters or get people to take care of managers, stuff like that to get them, you know, situations set up to where they can maybe go somewhere and sign autographs or do these things. Right. So there's still going to be those kind of things that I think that they're going to have to police. And uh, I think that you just got to take this with baby steps, you know, don't, you can't open up the floodgates. You got to just allow them to be able to, fairly and not so crazily make money 
Right. And, and they, it, um, exactly. And if they would have set these parameters and allowed it from the get go, we wouldn't kind of be in, in this, this, you know, mess. I mean, it's a mess. It's going to be a mess. I got a feeling. And, you know, as if recruiting and stuff wasn't already shady enough, we're going to add this aspect right. to it. And what is that going to look like? And what are those parameters going to be? And how is this going? How is that going to affect some of the smaller schools in that aspect? Like I talked about and. I mean, I don't know. We're just going to have to see, I guess. I don't know. Um, right. I don't know what it looks like. like. How, tight, how, how tightly is it going to be monitored as far as, okay, these players just made that, and where's the paperwork for it? Right. Because you never know if that's just booster money, and I just went over and did this. I mean, just a little while back, what, Syracuse football, they got, they got in trouble for players taking money for going and coaching camps at YMCA's out in Oneida. I mean, they're going out there on an internship, and the you know, YMCA is giving them cash on the side. Like, I, I the coach doesn't know. Is there going to be paperwork attached to that? Where does that go? I mean, come on. I mean, there's just going to be so many things where if you open up the floodgates, then you're just allowing the booster money to just flow any and everywhere you want. Right. And, you know, I mean, with money, more money, more problems. You know? I don't know who said mm-hmm. it, but it's a great quote. You know what I mean? All right. <laughs> Dude, it's going to be ugly. <laughs> I know, I know, but I I think if I think if they would have cut this off before it got to where it got, it could have been a little bit more beneficial mm-hmm. on the it'd be a little bit more clear. And we always have said this. The waters are murky. We don't know what it is. It's very dirty. And the whole thing seems mm-hmm. shady and it's going to get shadier. Yeah. So. And it doesn't. I'm not saying that they shouldn't be allowed to make their own money. Right. No, but again, we, we've, we're on record because obviously you're talking about student athletes, where you know, obviously, you know, the university, your parents, every coach, like you're going there to to, to go to school and play basketball. You don't have a lot of time, so like you said, to your point, um, you worry about those. You know, how much are they going to? concentrate on all these other things uh, i think that's going to be another huge issue as well so i mean i think we got to keep the, the big aspect of why kids go to college in the first place kind of in in front of everything else you know and then right. to make a little bit of spending money that's a little bit different but you shouldn't be going to college to make professional money like no which is which comes down to building your brand which which is you know you either build your brand before you get there or while you're there and that comes off of popularity and popularity usually comes from your play so it all comes and if you made a if you if you created a business oh i i make bow ties and i happen to just be a basketball player i did this in high school and you got a business going into college fair game you know but all this stuff is through paperwork and is legitimate i worry about all the dirty Dirty handshakes, you know. I'll give you this amount of money. Just show up at my place two two nights a week, type stuff. Yeah, because you know that I mean? stuff's already going on somewhere. I'm sure. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. It already is anyway. But if when you make it legal, right? It's like, uh, yeah, exactly. I could have. I have examples, but I'm gonna keep, I'm gonna keep those myself. <laughs> <laughs> so look, uh, okay, come out today. Uh, report by the athletic and um you know it's been the hot topic all day and that is that syracuse university espn it's on espn great syracuse university is launching an investigation into quentin hillsman the head basketball coach for the women's team 
And there's a lot of ugly stuff in here. I first want to say that allegations should be taken seriously, right? And they should not necessarily be believed because people could be lying, but they should be taken seriously. They should be looked at and either tossed out or investigated further. And I think everybody has a right to due process to some extent, even if it's outside the law, even if it's with work, school, whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. With that said, when we did the podcast on the, what was it, 12 transfers this year that, mm. that left at the end of this year, we, we, we yeah. speculated. I said, I said, I think I'm on the show, I believe. If I didn't, I said it to Joe, but either way, I'll say it now. I think that there's something going on with Coach. I didn't know what that was. Yeah. I had no idea. So I think he deserves due process, as everybody does. The allegation should be taken seriously and uh, not necessarily just believed right off, off the bat. But there was always something about Coach that rubbed me the wrong way. I'm just going to say this because it doesn't matter anymore because I don't think he's going to – I think that allegations like this from 19 people – this is national news now, like Joe said. I think his days are numbered at SU if they don't make him just step down. And well, that's I think what it's going to be. But yes. Go on. Well, my point is, is that I always took him for someone with a bigger ego, and just the way he carried himself, and the the wear your mask in in your convertible with the top down stuff <laughs> always rubbed me the wrong way. But <laughs> you know, so here there's nothing wrong with an ego as there, long as you can control that ego, right? And it doesn't look like – it looks like maybe he lost a, a con- control a little bit, if this is true. So here's some of the allegations, Joe, and then, then you, you can take it. Hillsman threatened right. players that he would F you guys up even though they knew he would never physically harm them. Stand it before every player at halftime during the game in the 1920 season saying, I don't give an F about you before flipping the table over. Hillsman coming up behind a player, wrapping his arms around her with his hands placed on her pelvic region. Three women felt uncomfortable after Hillsman kissed them on the forehead following a discussion about playing time. Hired longtime friend Ronnie Enoch, who had been accused of sexual harassment at a previous job. Enoch allegedly made players and managers feel uncomfortable. Uh, you had managers in there. That's kind of a different ballgame. Uh, two players describe instances where Hillsman refused to provide water to players after running uh, punishing sprints. So now Joe brought something to my attention before we came online and that The Athletic has a podcast, Joe, and you were listening to it. What's it called? The Lead. The Lead. Okay. Well, it's the lead by Wondery, but it's through Wondery is a uh, network, the right? Wondery is a network, so um, it and it doesn't. It, you you said, well, I'll let you you say it. Okay, well, yeah, basically on the podcast they had um, the athletic Chantel Jennings and Dana O'Neill, um, who essentially was just looking into it and they were talking about it. And again, you can go to it um, on Spotify and some, obviously some other places, the lead, um, the whole 24 minute podcast, basically about this whole thing. And it was these two reporters that essentially were just looking at it. Like, uh, like something's up, like 11 people leave, um, where there's smoke, there's fire. Uh, so we're just going to kind of go and just ask some of these players what's up. And obviously they got resounding responses. 
uh, people, obviously, players, if you're talking about 19 players, you're talking about players that have been long gone, and this hasn't come up, correct? So, um, again, that's that's one of the things that um, kind of bothered me about it. And then, obviously, again, too, another thing that uh, they mentioned in the podcast that they didn't mention in the article was that, um, you know, there was players, of the players that they've talked to, they said some, you know, upwards of a number of, like, five players, uh seek counseling and some other players thought had suicidal thoughts and, and there was just a not there was a big lack there was a big mistrust there after they got there and they saw kind of how he was and again there were some comments of some players that thought that after losing the 2016 national championship and kind of getting to to the pinnacle and not really getting that that crown that it kind of drove him a little bit you know got his ego to put put it to another level and again um there's been no formal formal complaints filed through any of these players and uh, i don't know right now it doesn't look like it's a situation where um where i don't think it's going to be a trial-based thing because obviously i mean there would be players that would have to oh yeah you have to go through that whole thing but obviously it's not a good look and allegations like this especially in, in uh in today's world, uh, I mean, the university isn't going to put up with it. And like you said, he's, I just I think he's as good as gone. You know, I thought he was a good coach. Um, but after listening to the podcast and everything, again, still all allegations. And I mean, if someone tried to sue him, who knows how many of those people that spoke uh, would even show up and testify. But uh, maybe this is just was one of those things for these players to kind of get back and be like, kind of temper the ego a little bit. Not really like a spite thing, but like a hey, you know, just we're going to get it out there. This is what happened. So, I mean, you never really know, but uh, it's always tough because sometimes, and, and again, playing devil's advocate, if you look at it and you're like, well, if it was that bad, then how come there was never any formal complaints? How come there was never any legal allegations or things that came out um, against Coach and – Again, that's just the devil's advocate other side of it. Um, oh, it's a le- so it's to le- me, most- it's legit though. I mean, it's legit. I mean, you think if you got girls with, and I'm not, I'm just saying, if that's true, if there's girls that had seek counseling, had had suicidal thoughts, or you know, has has done traumatic, you know, if it's been traumatic for them mentally, then you would think right. that there would be something that had right. come out, but. Yeah, and then and, and again, you know, you have these reporters talking, and it's it's obviously. I mean, when you listen to it, it sounds way worse than um, the writing that we're than the article, yeah. right? And obviously, like I said, I mean, I don't. One way or another, someone else is going to make this decision. It's not my decision to be made, and I'm not saying that he should or shouldn't keep his job. I'm just saying more or less that when you look at the statements like you read out. Oh, he said f this, or he said this. There's insensitive, but at the same time, we don't know what he was talking about at the time, or what else was going on. It could be out of said prior or after, you know. So could be out of context, right? And context is well, Well, context used to be everything. It it should be still. It should should, be. be Yeah, and that's the whole point. And so, a lot of things I feel like some some of those stories to me seem like they could they could be out of context because if true, I feel like we would have heard about it. But nonetheless, uh, players spoke up. The articles out and more. Oh, this is going to get worse tomorrow. 
it'll get oh, worse it's tomorrow. It's definitely going to get worse tomorrow. And but, then what is going to happen is I feel like Syracuse is just going to get rid of him or he's going to step down and resign. He, he'll he'll be forced to step down, I'm sure. Yeah, and that's really what it's going to be because they don't want the mess. Because, you know, if he does keep his job, if Syracuse keeps his job, you got to understand the backlash there. And then there's probably going to be a couple of those players that, because some of those players probably did speak out to say, I don't want him. I don't want to go to, to court, but I don't. I, I'd like to see him fired. Well, they can't and bring him. They can't take him to court for those things. Not those allegations aren't court worthy. It's not. There's nothing there. It did not break the law anywhere in here. Well, there these allegations that I read, kisses on the forehead, right? It's not or breaking the law. The hands around the pelvic. It's, I mean, I'm just. I'm I'm playing devil's advocate anymore. now. I'm playing devil's advocate now. I I just don't right. think. But it, again, that's. I just don't think it warrants that. It, 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 if it, let's just if we pretend as if this is true, let's just pretend. Okay, hypothetically, this is true. It's not good stuff. It's not good. No. And it needs to go. But it's not. It's not a rescue stuff. I just don't think so. No. I just think that. Well, and this is where. I'm not the moral compass, but this is where it comes to the situation where, if if this if these things are happening to anybody out there and you feel uncomfortable, you, you gotta need speak to say up. something because if you speak up, he either loses his job or he cuts the sh- right. So it's one of those things where sitting back, it's only gonna affect you. It's only gonna affect you more. And this isn't a case in an instance where if these allegations are true, then it should have got brought to light a long time ago. And he either would have been checked at the door or he would have been gone. Right. And, and in all fairness, now, go ahead. Well, now it's a situation where we're in, he's in a no-win situation, even though Tiana did come out and kind of. That's where I was going next is Tiana and a couple other players. Uh, she did tweet today. It's sad when you don't get what you want. Uh, minutes, contracts after college, you accuse others of things to make them look bad. If only I exposed some of my teammates for how they treated me once I was diagnosed with cancer. Now that is a gut check. So, look. Well, that's where that devil's advocate came in with me. Right. Because I saw that and I'm like, okay. Because you saw how he was with her. And obviously she loves the guy. Right. And there's a and lot of girls that do. she alludes to yeah. the fact. Right. And she alludes to the fact that there were some players in there that weren't happy with their playing time. And may have made a bigger deal about a situation that possibly was there that nobody be, else was really there and might be got taken out of context. Could be just spite. So, uh, right. But yeah. again, is, is a university going to allow a coach to sit there and fight for his job like that and go through the whole... I, well, first of all, okay, let's hear. Let me give you another scenario, in my honest opinion, on this. And okay. this is hypothetical. Let's say none of this is true. Let's say none of it is true, and, and Syracuse knows it. I think Syracuse still makes him resign because they just can't handle pressure. I just, and it's not just Syracuse, but we talk Syracuse sports. They, they don't, I don't see them handling it well. Okay, I don't see them saying, you know what, we investigated this stuff, and hey, look, I'll be the first one to come on here and eat crow if this is the case. You know what? We investigate this stuff. These allegations are baseless. They're false. And we find no evidence of any of this. We're standing by our coach. I'll be the first one to come on here. But I bet you my Bitcoin that is not happening. 
they cannot <laughs> face they cannot face the public pressure. People can't do it anymore. Corporations can't do it. Private colleges can't do it. State colleges can't do it. No one can handle the pressure anymore. That's it. Mm-mm. Mob rule. Yep. That's pretty much it. Yeah. That's where I'm pretty much at with it as well. That's why I think they're just gonna wash their hands and it be done. Yep, and then we'll see. You know, you don't want to be the black eye in the media. No, and it's now it's on ESPN. Hell no, hell no. They are not having that. <laughs> they are not having that. No. So okay, mm-hmm. all right. We will be right back. He keeps his job. Stephen A. Smith will be talking about. Oh it. my gosh! Don't get me started on that guy. Uh, we will be right back after we hear from Green Room. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. One more time. Formerly known as the Locker Room app, this is the Green Room, brought to us by Spotify. Get on there. Go to the iOS store, the Android store. Create an account. All you need is an email and a password, gang, and a username, and boom, you're in. Follow us at Cuse. Wait, no. Sean space Cuse Militia. That's how you can find us. You get in the room. You can listen to us live. 
portions of the show will be live on there. And you can enter, you can talk, we can have a good old time. And also, obviously, moving forward, we are going to use this for fan feedback. We hope that you will participate in that, the green room app. And you don't have to just listen to us, bloviate and spew nonsense. You can also spew your own nonsense and create your own room and, and, and see if people can join you there as well. So, green room app, like I said, iOS and Android stores. We appreciate you. Green room. Okay. And I forgot my music. That's okay. That's okay. That's I, right. I kind of want to do it over again and add the music. I kind of do. Sorry, right. whatever do. music you did before. Is, I, ca- um, I kind of do. Better than that. that so. was, dude, that was that was that was a dude playing a shovel, bro. By the way, that was really good stuff. You sounded had, like you, it. you yeah, but dude, Joe, you are not like a music music guy. You're not a music guy. Is that That's fair true. to say? That's very fair to say. Okay, all right, yeah. So you can't respect the three string shovel. You can't respect that. You got no respect for that. I don't even know what it is. I mean, I'm imagining it's it now, but I've never heard about it. It's a shovel with three yes, strings. With three strings. Yeah, I get it now, but I didn't never see it before. I'm gonna send it to you. You're gonna love you it. You don't need to. You're gonna love it. What UPS? You got one? No, I don't. No, I'm gonna send you the video, you goon. No. What are you talking well, you about? Specific. On to better news, Joe, and that is the latest stuff. Be besides the Coach Q. Uh, you know, yeah, mess is mm. in the in the name, image, and likeness mess, and all of that in the Dr. Johnson mess is Justin Taylor. This this is great, okay? Because the first thing I thought of, and many of you thought of too on Twitter, was that the Bayheim can't recruit sarcastic crowd came out of their shell. And got to and got to gloat a little bit, which is great because I'm in that I'm in that group. But <laughs> a four-star Justin Taylor committed to the Orange, six-six, two hundred pounds. Uh, he's technically a small forward, but as I've read, Mike McAllister put out and, uh, and a couple other people, he's probably going to take over for Buddy once he leaves. Taylor is the 84th ranked player in the class of 2022 by 247 Composite Rankings, but 247 by itself has him ranked 56. He's going to join Kamari Lands, the second recruit of the 2022 class. Both great recruits, by the way. And it looks like yeah. recruiting is on its way up for Syracuse, which is tremendous. Uh, Taylor is from Charlottesville, Virginia. And he was also pursued by UVA, right, in, um, you know, the Charlottesville backyard. And Syracuse pulled him from there, brought him to Syracuse. Also had offers from Virginia Tech and North Carolina. So, I mean, that's a good get. That's a really good get. And they're going to use, I guess they're going to use him as a shooting guard from what I'm, I'm reading. And he's going to be, he, I mean, this dude, so he, when he was on campus for his visit or whatever, he was with Coach, and they thought he was Buddy. And if you look at him, I mean, for a, <laughs> for a second, he, it's like, oh, yeah, it looks like Buddy. It could be like freaking Buddy's Little. brother. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. So Yeah, I mean, I, I watched a couple tapes of him, and he's obviously he's a jumper. Uh, I see him dunking on guys. He shoots 40% from the three-point land. So um, he looks to me, obviously, as a junior, he can still add. If he adds an inch or two, then um, that's going to move him down to small four. So I think in the, the way they're thinking now is that he could play shooting guard, but – if he keeps growing, though. If he though. doesn't, then he could be just a wing guy down there on the, the bottom. He could be a small forward um, and still help us there. So uh, kid's athletic. He can shoot. And, again, um, 
just adding to that to that class. Kamari Lands still in that class, and we're still trying to grab a couple guys. He's talked to Kyle Fukowski and Copeland. Uh, I think what are your Copeland? Uh, two other guys that took visits to Syracuse that um, he's trying to to get the, to to come to Syracuse, and I think Fukowski is also uh, he's in the running. Like Duke's in the running as well, so he's one of those big time kind of six ten athletic guys that everyone's kind of looking for um so yeah it's definitely exciting i know having one recruit this year plus obviously three transfers is a little boring when you look at this then you look at our recruiting rankings and our class rankings this year it's not going to be that great but um next year's definitely looking to be the year after so to speak looking to be pretty good yeah, it's and I think you're, you're getting about North Carolina, Virginia. There's a couple guys at work that were like, you know, I mean, yeah. we know it was Virginia, Virginia Tech, North Carolina. That's that's around our area, so we know, you know, he chose us over those those teams plus Indiana, who oh Indiana was too, announced, right. was announced that was our uh, Big Ten ACC challenge opponent this year. Yeah, so speaking I mean, in they're, in, so. and they're and they're putting the pieces together, you know, as they should, and they've got. They've got all of your scholarships. We're free and clear of all of that stuff. So they're putting mm-hmm. they're putting the future together, and you know, you still we still don't know how much longer you know Coach Beheim's going to be around. But I mean, this dude's. I think the, I, I hope. I mean, I know a lot of people don't, but I hope that he just coaches until he absolutely can't or does not want to. You know, if it's still in him to do, and I know, I know. We can get into it some other time, but as far as the coaching goes and how much he actually is there and all those things, but as far as as far as coach goes, huge recruiting tool, and obviously he knows what he's doing. And if if he coaches for the next ten years, I'll be happy with it. So, um, all right, summer basketball is right around the corner. I think July twenty fourth mm-hmm. is going to be the first game for Bayheim's Army. Let me double check that. I believe that is it. But they are going to play the NG Saints. Or excuse me. I'm way ahead of myself. That's not true. Scratch that. That's not true at all. Let's go over the roster first. Uh, you got Chuku. You got Devendorf. CJ Fair. Tyler Lydon. Chris McCullough. Tyrese Rice. Um, former. He's from Richmond. Played at BC. Malachi Richardson. Huge. Kiefer Sykes. Uh, he played most recently in Australia. Point guard. Andrew White. And most recently, 6'4 guard DeAndre Kane. And he was playing for Overseas Elite, actually won three championships with them in 16, 17, and 18. Uh, they were just re- most recently upset uh, a couple years ago by Carmen's Crew, which is the Ohio State alums team. So he's, he's, a, he's a big get, that dude. Yeah. Yeah. I was just going to say that I, I didn't know, like, when I, when I saw this, I saw that um, obviously overseas elite not being in the tournament this year is obviously a positive for us. Yeah, absolutely. But, um, also seeing us kind of go outside of just Syracuse players kind of just proves to me that they're really kind of going for it. Now, I'm telling you right now that if they seeded this tournament and they knew that we had DeAndre Kane and Kiefer Sykes, we would probably be a number one seed. Okay, fair enough. So, I mean, you look at some of these guys that we have. Obviously, we know what these guys can do. Tyler Lydon, Chris McCullough, I think they're going to help us down low, those down low forward type players. I think um, obviously Chuku, a rim protector, right? But, I mean, Tyrese Rice, 
he was just a sharpshooter for Boston College way back in the day. And I know that it was, you know, Five, he played six. with Eric Devendorf, right? So yeah. um, he's a little bit older, but um, DeAndre Kane is, is an absolute monster, and he's definitely going to help. And um, obviously, <laughs> Kiefer Sykes, I did not know that he was on the team until you just told me. I remember watching him in Wisconsin Green Bay. Uh, yeah. Little small guard, but he can fly. He can go up. He can dunk. He, he was one of their main players. Um, he was fun to watch, and he hopefully is going to be fun to watch in this tournament. He's going to be the uh, – that's that's probably what you're looking at with your, your point guards. Obviously, uh, Devendorf is going to help, but Kiefer Sykes, he's a, real, he's a shorter guy, but he's very athletic, and um, he's just got that – Just he can just – go just change direction crazy you're gonna see but either way uh those those guys are gonna get and and that just really kind of got me pumped for this tournament so i think they're gonna gonna do all right after the past two years being slightly disappointed i am absolutely looking forward to this and their first game is going to be on the 20 it's on the 24th i think it's at noon and they're gonna play forces of soul and this is their first time in the TBT. So, uh, it, you know, I thought this was kind of interesting is that Scoop Jardine and Rick Jackson, when I mentioned NG Saints, this is what I was talking about. Uh, they're they're going to be in the tournament, but they're not going to be playing for Bayheim's Army. They're going to play uh, Scoop Jardine and Rick Jackson. They're going to play for the NG Saints. And that is a uh, Newman Garotti High School alum, I guess. I guess out of Philly, right? So, yeah, um, that's kind of that's cool to have them in there and everything. But uh, Garetti, sorry, uh, it's cool to have them yeah, in there. Garetti, but yeah. but I, you know, I was a big Scoop fan, man. I would love to see Scoop, um, Bayheim's Army, uh, obviously. So we'll we'll keep our eye on them too, being Syracuse players, and we'll give them a. I'll, I'll be rooting for them as long as they're not playing Bayham's Army. So it'll be interesting to see no. what they can do. Uh, Rick Jackson, obviously, another great player. And um, it's going to be fun this year without Overseas Elite just dominating this thing. And I know, like I mentioned earlier, they got beat by Carmen's crew a couple years ago. And then last year. No, who, last year. Yeah, that was last year, right? Mm-hmm. It was the first Are time they sure? lost. They won was in 16, it? 17, and 18 last year. Carmen's crew won. No, uh, no, Carmen's crew didn't win last year. Wasn't the Marquette team won last year? Yeah, that was two years ago. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was two years ago. The Carmen's crew won. But anyways, before okay. that, they were they were dominating. Um, Overseas Elite was just dominating, and when and they took us out once, and you you knew that yep. every time they they were in there, they were going to make the finals for crying out loud. So, anyways, nice to see that whole thing break up finally. And it's going to be interesting to see how this squad does. Like, don't, you know, not a big fan yeah, of the well, hero ball stuff. Squad's back. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And Carmen's crew. Yeah. Is back. Is Kraft so back? So those two, your Kraft is back. I, I could never stand that kid because he's good. That's why. I'm just be honest. But, you know. Yeah. <clears throat> so, anyways. Yep, pretty much. Uh, Joe, that's all I got. Do you have any kind of football update because it's been a little bit beyond lackluster as far as the football goes and like you said you know come august we're going to flip the switch we're going to be hearing and seeing a whole lot more syracuse football stuff but as of right now man Uh, it is just the latest news for syracuse football by the way if i'm if i'm remembering this right is willie tyler (laughs) 
transferring out of well, Syracuse. So I mean, there's been certain web uh, websites that have been doing some you know position previews. I know that Matt Park back near uh, around the spring he did a. Uh, some interviews with the offensive defensive coordinator did one with um, with Dino Babers and uh, yeah, there's not really uh, the Orange Fizz just came out with a an article about uh, recruiting in Syracuse um, stuff like that. So there's some stuff that's floating around, but nothing really crazy right now. Uh, I mean, I could talk I could talk another half hour about that recruiting article and just recruiting in general and let's, where people. Let's not. And no, we're definitely not going to do that. But I'm just saying, leave that for another uh, another podcast. But that's just some stuff that if people haven't seen it, you can go out and kind of check those things out and give you a little bit of a orange, orange, give you a little bit of info. Orange Fizz for uh, the recruiting stuff, they do a really good job, in my opinion. They do, yeah. Um, and, yep. and much like I mean, Mike McAllister, obviously working his fingers to the bone every day for us, putting out stuff. Um, but the orange puts out a bunch of stuff too. Yep. Yep. Noons, but, uh, but orange, m- orange. If if I am like if I'm prepping a show for recruits, okay, and that's what I'm looking for. That only, I'm going to Orange Fizz first, and then I'll I'll get what I can get, yeah. and I'll go everywhere else. Put it that way. No, Mike McAllister, he did do well with the last two weekends. Have been big yes. recruiting weekends yes. for us on yeah. campus, yeah. and he's been putting up um, articles on Sports Illustrated for uh, these individual you know, um, players that are coming here. And there's even been a couple uh, of anybody that goes to two, four, seven sports. They have these crystal ball announcements where they have, uh, projections, people that work for them, projections on, you know, where they're going to go percentages and all that stuff. And, um, I guess there's a guy that is 52 of 54 this year in the recruiting class so far. And he's got two of the guys that, uh, that came and visited last weekend, um, choosing Syracuse. So, um, obviously, you never know because nothing's really came out yet as far as commitments. But, uh, yeah, the last two weekends, from what I understand, uh, reading articles and some of the things I've I've seen on the Internet have gone pretty well for some of those players. All right. Well, that's awesome. So, obviously, we're going to see here shortly, and, and we'll bring it to you. Maybe get, get Mike McAllister <laughs> back on or whatever. And, you yeah. know, whatever. Maybe we'll get some, some fan stuff going. It'd be nice to do some fan feedback once again. Get some buy yeah. seller holds well, a lot in of here those and... guys too are looking to commit in July. Don't have any more visits left, so uh, definitely going to be seeing some commits and some of the recruiting for the football season um, kind of getting hot here in July because it kind of slows down once uh, camp starts in the fall, getting ready for the season and everything like that. So right. All right. Well, you know what? That's going to about do it for us, everybody. We appreciate you for coming back. We're 10 minutes short of our regular scheduled time, but that's okay. I appreciate all of you for coming on. Go to the green room, get your account ready, go there, follow us. Sean, Space Cuse Militia, thank you for hanging out with us. For Joe, I'm Sean. We're out. Peace.